going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, February 23rd, 2020. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? This is my voice. This is what I sound like. I'm the host of this show. I created this show over two years ago. I'm the best boy of this show. I'm the key grip, caterer, all that stuff. We'll talk about catering in a second here, man. I... I did something today that I haven't done in a long time. It's kind of uh, kind of edgy for me as far as foods go. Um, this is the Beantown Podcast, and uh, we're your number one source for misinformation far and wide across the internet. And uh, we're one of the better podcasts on the north side of Chicago. I'd say top 500. We got... Uh, we got that confirmation last week from one of our uh, Pledge Drive donators, Aaron Davila. And we're going to be talking about that Pledge Drive telethon in a, a brief moment or two here. I won't, I won't spend too much time going at it because, um, you know, I'm a, you know, I, you know, look, look forward to the future, not back to the past kind of guy, but... We'll touch on that briefly. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some objectionable language. And number two, we uh, we got a pretty awful podcast going here, but it's always better when we get uh, fan interaction, which has been uh, the last two weeks. It's been great. Um, you might notice a little, little toned down today, a little bit more mellow. Um, thing just a little bit slower pace, you know. That's kind of what I'm going for with this podcast. Um, I've been I've been hustling hard. I'll tell you that much in in life in general, but specifically with the podcast. And I know it's it's funny, and and you can you know laugh, tears of the sad clown, all that stuff. Because you know we don't get that many listens, we don't get that many views on YouTube. We're not Instagram famous, all that stuff, but it's uh, it's it's fun to create stuff anyways that you're proud of and, and put it out there for, for others to enjoy, and we've been doing a lot of that um, recently. So I'm just, you know, I, I was actually, I was even looking at the timestamps on the last couple of shows. I think going back like four or five weeks or something, we've had shows that are like minimum 45 minutes and many that are longer than that you're you're three so far we've had some really long shows um and not always stuff to talk about so we'll we'll keep it a little bit shorter today um that was uh, the entertainer by scott joplin performed by yours truly quinn david Furness, at my parents house in oregon and i'm actually so ever since i moved to chicago which we're we're firmly coming up on what, nine, ten months, something like that? It's wild to think about. Um, I, I've been, t- I've been, you know, I've been saying, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a piano. I might get one. Maybe. We'll see. Well, <laughs> my uh, uh, former roommate who's been on the show before, a uh, friend of the podcast, Ryan Sanger, is a great pianist, and he's, um, well, he he's moving out of his apartment this summer, and he's got bigger and better things to get to, um, which you know we'll we'll get him on the podcast before he moves, and he can talk about some of that stuff. But um, he's he's got a, a piano, kind of like a baby grand, not kind of like a baby grand, an actual baby grand in the uh, in the apartment. They've had it there for you know two years, something like that. And he's you know where he's going to, he's not gonna be able to take it with him. And so he he's offered to 
to send it my way, which, you know, if you know me and you know how much I love to just sit down and hammer something out on the piano for an hour, um, that, you know, that's like a dream. That would be amazing. And it's great to, you know, have that opportunity. Unfortunately, if you haven't realized yet in life, wherever you're at in your life journey, moving a piano is incredibly difficult. Moving a grand piano is uh, just a major pain in the ass. So probably not going to take up our friend Ryan on that offer, although that would be amazing. My plan and um, where, you know, it, this is what I've been saying for you know nine months at this point. Oh, I think I'm going to buy a, a keyboard. Um which is is now I think closer. It's kind of like my Hawaii trip, where was I've been like saying it's going to happen for a while, and it wasn't that I was doubting it was actually going to happen, or other people were doubting that it was actually going to happen. It's just like when is it actually going to happen? And I think for me, it's just there's nothing really holding me up. Um, it's really just going to be like when am I? When do I really miss it enough to be able to really push me? to make a purchase, um, and lately, so <clears throat> some, some of you might know this, some of you might not know this, but I'm a big Scott Joplin guy, which makes sense considering that's the, uh, you know, it took us two, two years to get an intro song, but that's where we're at now. Um, so I'm a big, I like playing ragtime music and specifically Scott Joplin because it's the type of thing where you really don't need to maintain that much technical proficiency to be able to keep it up like I could you could sit me down at a piano and I've probably played physically played a piano and this is a very rough rough estimate I'm just guessing off the time I had live on here here maybe like 10 times in the last I don't know two three years something like that that's not a lot of times right if you would have been you know, if, if we were running this show five years ago when I was in college, it would have been 10 times in the last like seven days, um, not two to three years. But the thing that I like about ragtime is it's very sort of methodical, also melodical, but methodical as well. Um, the, it, you know, most of the rags are structured in a similar way, um, not to get too technical with, um, the structure of, of pieces, but a lot of, a lot of Scott Joplin rags are classic A, A, B, B, A, C, C, D, D. If you don't know what I'm talking about, apologies. Um, and the, the, the key, the harmonic progressions tend to follow that stuff too. So it's really only, you know, keeping that melody under your fingers and granted some, some Joplin rags are quite a bit trickier than others. Like you, you play a weeping willow or something, which is a slow drag, um, and it's, uh, I mean, I could not touch a piano for two years and I think I could sit down and play that nearly perfectly. And then you go, you go to something like, um, I don't know, euphonic sounds or cascades. Um, those are, those are tough ones. Um, and ones that even when I've been at my best as a pianist, which was probably when I was about 19 years old, um, still would be challenging for me to 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 sit down and, and learn so there's a wide variety but what I'm trying to get at here in way too many words is that um, Joplin is is nice because you can sit down you can play something that's easily digestible right we're talking pieces that range from three and a half minutes to six minutes um, they're fun to listen to you know uh, uh, oftentimes you hear people talk about 
classical music and especially people my age who, who don't really know classical music their major concern is oh it's it's boring right they, especially if you don't understand it i totally get where that comes from and that's a you know it's a spectrum too right if you take me to a lesser known opera or something um which speaking of operas we'll <laughs> we'll provide an update on scott farrell in a, a couple minutes here um yeah i, I can get super bored with operas um you know, a lot of them are about four hours long, and they're singing in a language you don't understand. I mean, that's that's tough to sit through all that. So it's all it's all relative um, to you. So I get it when people feel that classical music is is boring. I totally understand that perspective. So Joplin is shorter. It's digestible. It's easier for me to play. Um, even now. You know, again, having only touched the piano a handful of times in the last couple of years, I probably have. In fact, I, I was doing this math the other day when I was um, I was on a run. I was trying to think how many Joplin rigs could I actually just sit down. Um, and these are all, you know, memorized in, in my head. Um, how many could I actually sit down and just play? I think it, the number was something like 14 or 15. So <laughs> a tough part with Joplin rigs, especially ones that are in the same keys. Sometimes if um, you're not paying attention, and I don't do this anymore because anytime I get the chance to sit down at the piano, it's a very, like, focused experience because I'm trying not to F up. Um but I can recall being an undergrad and just sitting down and throwing some Joplin rags out on the keys. And occasionally you'll mix up like your, your C sections, um, which could be something completely different. <laughs> if you go to the, uh, uh, the maternity ward, but, uh, no C sections, it's a, a, a harmonic term, harmonic progression term, or a, a, a structure of a piece term more is, is a more accurate way of saying that um and you'll just kind of mix and match different parts of, of regs and sometimes you figure it out sometimes you don't sometimes you just switch from one to the other without even really realizing it until after you finish and then you finish the piece and you're like now i'm pretty sure when i started i was playing pineapple rag but i finished with the sunflower slow drag so there's that um and yeah in case you're wondering i, I am saying drag sometimes so there are rags there are drags there are marches there are waltzes um they all fall under they'd all sound like rag time to you um the entertainer is a rag but then you get something like um bethina that's a concert waltz uh yeah there's it's 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 fun two steps there's there's a lot of different terms and they all sort of mean the same thing but they're fun. That was 10 minutes of me talking about Scott Joplin, um, in case you, you you were curious. Something that could have been said in about 30 seconds, I managed to stretch out into a really long uh, period of time. Immediately after saying, boy, we sure had some long podcasts lately, Quinn goes and talks about the piano for um, 10 minutes. And the thing is, I'm not even done with my story yet, which wasn't even a story in the first place. Um I'm 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 about ready to pull the trigger on the piano cuz I I would love to just sit down. And it's not going to be that often, you know. I I am a pretty busy guy. I'm not home that much. Um and even as far as musical instruments go, I have a guitar too and I I played about an hour of guitar this morning. I was playing some Fratelli's covers. Um because they dropped their first single 6 Days in June from their new album which comes out in May maybe. March or May, something like that. Um, it will be their sixth studio album, and I 
got my pre-sale tickets to see them uh, at Metro uh, across the street from Wrigley Field, which is where I saw the Fratellis for the first time ever when I was maybe a freshman in college, I think. Um, they were touring for their, must have been their third album, I think, second or third album, I don't recall. And then I saw them the next time. It must have been their third album because I saw them, their next tour was for their fourth album. And I saw them at, they played at the Vic. Um, and then their fifth album, fifth album, which is their most previous or most recent installment. Uh, <laughs> I, oh God. I went to um, the 930 Theater in DC because I was living in Baltimore. And guess who I took with me? Erica Boyd who was recently featured about a month ago when we released our, our lost episode. Um, that was Erica Boyd. I took her there. God, that was a... Not not to get into a super weird story here, but um, we went. I, I bought two tickets. I'd asked her if she wanted to go. We were dating at the time, and she said yes. So we took her car down there, and... We park, and we've got like three hours, maybe not that much, two or three hours to kill before the concert really gets going. So we go to this bar. It was like a Capitals bar or something like that. And, um, yeah, we just, I think we split a couple pictures or something. We had a perfectly pleasant time. There was nothing weird or anything about it. Um Although with 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 Erica Boyd, man, you never really knew what was what was going on. She she could be great, and then other times it was like, oh wait, she's mad at me. I have no clue why. Healthy relationship, just very healthy. Um, so we go we go to the Fratelli's concert. I don't remember who they had opening for them. It was a solo female artist, I think. And we're we're there at the concert, and you know she's a she's a a, a, a trooper because she doesn't really know the Fratellis. I just asked her if she wanted to go, just common courtesy, because we were dating at the time. Um, so I think she knew Chelsea Dagger, and that was it. So we're 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 hanging there, and you know Fratelli said he's usually about ninety minutes, something like that. And about sixty minutes in, she's just like, I'm really tired. I'm going to the car, and I was like. Okay, all of a sudden you're you're in this right really strange spot. Is it um is this a situation where it's just like all right, go, you know, you go back to the car, I'll, I'll be catch up with you in 45 minutes when the show lets out or is it like come on, we let's let's go. I'm just trying to say it in a nice way. But also I'm, you know, feeling like this is one of if not my favorite bands and they they've got you know 30 40 minutes left in their set like we came all this way and it's an about 60 to 90 minute drive to get down there from from Beantown so it was just like not sure what to do and eventually it was just like all right let's let's go i think the biggest thing that factored into my decision was that we had parked about i don't know half a mile away about a 10 minute walk um to get free parking which is pretty good for for dc uh especially up there um gosh i'm not remembering my dc neighborhoods very well it's kind of by howard is where the 930 club is uh so pretty pretty nice area of town um as if there is a bad area of washington dc it's pretty much all bougie at this point um not completely but mostly um so we we left i did not see uh chelsea dagger the last time the fratellis played 
and uh, I don't really have any resentment. It was just weird. And then we, I, I, she, she was some combination of drunk and some pills. I think that she was popping or drugs under the table or something. I don't know. You never really knew what was going on there. Um, because we get back to the car and she just like passes out. Um, and I think everything was fine. I, I assume it was, I don't know. So I drive, I drive, well, I driven, the plan was I drive down there. She drives back. That didn't happen. Um, I drive, I drove us both back and we got back to Baltimore at like midnight or something, but yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, piano. Yeah. So to finish this, uh, this 15 plus minute story, uh, I'm looking to buy a keyboard stand and pedal and that will probably run me total like five or 600 bucks. So it's a big investment. Uh, it's something I have saved up the money for. Um, so that's good obviously, or else I wouldn't be buying it. So, uh, yeah, it'll, uh, It'll be nice to have some more music in the house, and uh, it's a you know it's a big investment, but it's a good long term investment. I feel. Um, plus, you know, on the very off chance that I ever want to do some gigging down the road, um, this just makes it a little bit more uh, feasible to have a keyboard. That was another thing that I was considering. Um, I was never in the market to to get an upright. Um, or a grand piano for reasons that I've obviously already stated. But um, there was, you know, some appeal to getting a, a, an electric piano, which if you don't know, just looks like an upright, but it's electric and a little bit lighter. Um, but I decided I would rather have the mobility. And frankly, for similar quality, actually, it's usually a little bit cheaper to get a keyboard. So as long as you have a good keyboard, uh, with a or a keyboard with a good stand and a, a sustain pedal that works for you, then that's really that's really what you need. So I'm gonna I'm gonna nix the piano story right there because boy that was just if if you're not asleep yet, rock a bye baby on the treetop boy. Let me get a sip of water here. Mm, Jack Links travel mug. It's my best friend. That and my iPod. I don't know if I've really talked much about my iPod on this show. 120-some episodes in, wherever we're at. I have a iPod Nano. Third gen, I think, from like 2007. Um, and I bought it, you know, when I was in middle school. And that baby, i tell you what, battery life is... Um, maybe even better than you would you would expect for an iPod that's 13 years old at this point. Uh it's not awful. I'll usually charge it like twice a week and I use it every day. Um I I listen to it about 2 hours each day on average. Um each weekday I wear it or I listen to it to and from work. My commute's about an hour. I don't use it when I'm working out during the weekdays. I will use it um, when I run on Saturday mornings and then if I like go out to get groceries or something, or occasionally if I'm just going to, to meet someone, um, at night, I'll, I'll use it as well. So that, that baby works hard. She works hard for the money. 
And uh, yeah, I haven't put new music on it in a while. It's not it's not completely out of uh, um, it's not completely like super old stuff. Like I haven't touched it in five years. No, it's uh, it's got some newer stuff. Got some I don't know. Most recent stuff I put on it was probably Arcade Fire's new record, Portugal the Man's newest record, which is already what four years old at this point, three years old, something like that. Both those bands are the next ones that I'm really looking forward to. I feel like they've both been super quiet. Um, I'm not really sure what <clears throat> what either of those bands are doing right now. I'm not sure if they're recording. Um, they're not really touring much, I don't think. I haven't seen any news about either one of those bands touring. So we'll see. I, I like both of them a lot, um, especially I'm really... Well, both both their next records are going to be really fascinating because Portugal the Man obviously went from like chill indie band that you know goes on KEXP every once in a while and is big in the Pacific Northwest and like hipsters uh, across the country know them. But then they drop Woodstock and feel it still, and all of a sudden they're you know like all over the radio. So I'm really interested to see what they try to do with their next record. It's always fascinating when you have a band that's been around for a while. And they're not completely unknown, but, you know, they have their niche, and then they have one song that just, like, goes nuts. It's it's fascinating to see what happens after that. Um, and then Arcade Fire, you have kind of the opposite, where they were huge, although Arcade Fire's never been much of a radio band. Um, and then this last record, Everything Now, which was, like, purely... I thought their other stuff hasn't been, but this one very much was just, like an art piece, a political statement where they were just trying like a socio-political statement where they were just trying to say something and all the songs kind of worked towards that regardless of whether or not it, the individual song was actually good. Um, that record did have a couple songs that I really like, like Creature Comfort is fantastic and probably the my favorite message out of all the songs. And then I think it's the, the penultimate track on the record, We Don't Deserve Love, um, it's just one of those deep cuts that sounds completely different than everything else on the album. But if you, if you haven't listened to that one, I encourage you to go check out, um, Arcade Fire. We don't deserve love. It's, it's slow, um, a little bit more laid back, but good lyrics and, um, still has that, that signature Arcade Fire vibe. Uh, boy, what were we talking about? Bands, tours, I don't know. Um, let me, let me mention, the I mentioned I was going to talk about some cuisine here to spice things up a little bit, literally, but not actually because my cuisine wasn't spicy. Um, then we'll read some ads, then we'll briefly recap the telethon, and then I'll, I'll leave you. If you wanna, if you wanna criticize us, you wanna call us posers. Hey, this is a filler episode. I listened for forty minutes, and all he talked about was Scott Joplin and strawberries. Well, I've been busting my ass lately, so. Forgive me. Um, there's one other thing I got to talk about too. Well, so we're gonna fit that into our second half as well. Don't don't let me forget Free Blagojevich. Um, I went to the grocery store this morning, as I always do on Sunday mornings before family chat, and I didn't need a big uh, a big shopping trip because I'm gonna be gone Tuesday through Thursday this week in in Minneapolis. And I will mention this week has felt like it's been like three weeks long. But I was in St. Louis five days ago. For work, and that I'm not even joking when I tell you that feels like it was like uh, two or three weeks ago that I was there. It's crazy how 
that sometimes can happen to your sense of, of time. I, it's not helped by the fact that I was physically in St. Louis for about, I don't know, it was like 15 hours or something. It was a, a short trip or a quick trip, if you will, quick, K-W-I-K trip. Um, but that happened this week, Monday and Tuesday, I was there. And that it just feels like a decade ago. Um, so, boy, this this the theme of this podcast is Quinn starts one story, transitions into a different story, and then forgets where his first story was. But I actually recall um, how I started this story. I don't need a lot of groceries because I'm not cooking on on uh, tomorrow night. Because I'll be gone half the week. So uh, I was just picking up a couple things, getting some milk um, because I uh, was making some crepes this morning. Really thin pancakes. Crepes. The crepe fromage uh, with the cheese in the uh, Talladega Nights is what I'm referencing in my awful, awful, awful uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen, right? Yeah. Um, accent. Tell you what, man, when I was a kid, Sasha Cohen was like the OG crush. Oftentimes people ask me now, like, who's your celebrity crush? And I don't have a good answer because I, I physically don't. I mean, I used to be big into Jessica Alba, and then I went through a Jennifer Garner phase for a while. But these days, it's like I don't actually have a go-to answer for that. Um, but tell you what, you ask five-year-old Quinn who your celebrity crush is, Sasha Cohen, man. That lady could tear up the ice. Remember watching her at like, I don't know if it was Salt Lake City was her first Olympics, or maybe it was um, Turin or something. But yeah, what a what a cutie, man! What a what a lady. She's she can't be that much older than me. She's probably like early thirties, something like that. Well, we'll we'll go investigate after this. Um, so while I'm at the grocery store, I'm, you know, Sundays, and I, I haven't talked a ton about this, but a little bit, and I won't talk about it today, but I've been dieting pretty heavily this year, including dry January, which is still going. I'm on day 50, what, 54, I think, of dry January. Um, so I was, I was really, and I physically had this conversation inside my head. I was really eyeing down that chip aisle, knowing I was going to be spending um, a lot of time outside today. Cause it, really, it was really nice, but I was also going to be um, inside for a decent amount watching both the Wichita game, which they blew again. Wichita has been a really frustrating team this year. And uh, the NASCAR race at Las Vegas, which I won't talk about, uh, but, but Jimmy Johnson scored a top five finish, which was uh, very, very impressive, very well done. Congrats to uh, Joey Logano on his win. So I was like, man, I'm going to... And I don't usually snack. That's the thing. Uh, especially when I'm at work, I don't snack. Uh, although I did this past week. Chips and guac were there. We got it for a college group that I was visiting. So contradictions all over the place here. Um, but uh, I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some snacking today. Um, just, you know, a little bit, a little bit of cheat day action here so um i was like uh you go for some chips love some chips i don't usually eat things like salty things i love love salty things but i don't often have them especially on this diet then i was like man you know what i bet there's a way we can snack 
where we just do a little bit better. Even if the calories are about the same, try to just have it be like more whole food and less processed. And I think I got halfway there. So I first I go back to the uh, produce section and see that they got strawberries on sale two two for three the cartons two for three so like, oh that's a good deal one fifty uh, and I don't eat that much fruit um, either so I was like yeah, yeah it's a lot of sugar but you know we'll, we'll go for it so I grab strawberries and I'm like you know is there something I could pair with these strawberries that would be good I never buy chocolate and I almost never have chocolate. So I go, I find a, a bar kind of off-brand, but for like a buck something. Um, and that was my snack today. When I was watching NASCAR, I had chocolate and strawberries. No, it was not chocolate-covered strawberries. Had this conversation um, with, with a friend already today, actually. I was too lazy to heat up the chocolate and then do the dunking or the drizzling or whatever you want to do. I was just... <laughs> It's not that funny, but I was just sitting there or lying there on the couch, more more uh, accurate description, my Craigslist couch. Uh, <laughs> take a bite of the chocolate bar, take a bite of the strawberry, and repeat until they're both gone. That was delicious, man. Um, and, you know, the whole thing is probably like seven or 800 calories for the carton of strawberries and then the chocolate bar. So I think the chocolate bar had like 500 calories in it or something. Um, and it's not completely a whole food because the chocolate bar is somewhat processed, uh, but the strawberries are not and, uh, probably better than, than the chips in the long run. So yeah, that's what I snacked on today. Don't do a lot of snacking, but I had that and, um, you know, two foods that I almost never have, especially on this diet. But, um, let's, let's read the ads here and then we're going to talk about Blagojevich briefly because I don't have that much to say. Um, but I have something to say. And then uh, we'll uh, recap our Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser and um, give you a heads up on donor incentives, all that stuff, our prizes, uh, our thank you gifts to the fans, friends, and family. And then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll shoot for about 40-ish minutes here. So let's read these ads quickly. And, uh, yeah, let me pull them up here. All right, here we go. Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold, and we've all been there, folks, on the home inspection market, and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust you know who to call his name's steve he's my dad and here's his number 541-410-0316 or just hop on down to homeprideoregon.com again it's 541-410-0316 or you could just visit homeprideoregon.com home pride oregon inspection perfection i will mention i was uh sharing the Beantown podcast for the first time um, with a beautiful young lady um, that I went on a date with last night who's like five times out of my league, but, you know, we're we're going for it anyways. It's like bringing a little kid's fishing pole to the Mariana Trench and 
trying to get a beluga whale or something. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but I was telling her about the podcast and, and she wanted to, to listen. So I was trying to think of an episode to send her a, a, a good starter episode, if you will. Um, and I actually came across, and I've never shared this one in particular as a starter episode. Um, I'll usually pick something else, but I came across this one, and I uh, it was it was the episode two weeks before I moved from Beantown to Chicago, and the, the focal point of that episode is the crepes with the garlic and herbs butter story. If you don't know, it's like May, I don't know, like May 20th. 2019 or something like that um it's a great story though about me cooking crepes with uh bad milk and garlic and herbs butter and no silverware to eat it um fascinating time to be alive total dumbass move did it anyways um but i was listening to that and in the ad read of that episode which was you know 10 9 10 months ago i talk about how i think i'd just gotten or no, it had been like two weeks since we'd gotten the most recent TV guide, which would turn out to be the last TV guide, and how I was starting to get a little concerned, a little suspicious that maybe they weren't going to send me uh, another installment. And lo and behold, here we are uh, nine months later and still haven't gotten our fifth TV guide copy yet. So shout out to TV Guide. Good to know what's on television from March to April 2019 and nothing else, apparently, because they, they'll just stop sending you copies, you know? I still have them. I got all four, even though I was supposed to get a year supply, so that's that. But how about that crisp, clean audio quality from the Samson Q2U series? Killing it on Family Chat this morning, killing it tonight on the Beantown Podcast. Streaming live. Amazing, fantastic, professional quality right into your earbuds. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, One more ad here, and uh, we'll jump into our second half, which will be short. I promise. Cuts by Q. Oh, and uh, believe it or not, I gave myself a, this is real, I gave myself a fresh cut by Q this morning on the back porch. In case you're not in the Chicagoland area, it's a beautiful day today. Uh, In fact, I was out by the lake earlier in my shorts. It was great. Um, but I gave myself a nice cut by Q, little side, little back action, shaved the neck all the way around, both the back and the uh, neck beard portion. And uh, I got to tell you, I look pretty fresh. can only get that from the experts at Cuts by Q. So let's hear what they have to say. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve enter cuts by q it's like enter sandman just a little different cuts by q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving chicago cook county and the greater chicago land area from beehives to banks fohawks to flat tops and everything in between call cuts by q at 815-298-7200 or you can email cuts by q at yahoo.com again that's cuts q-u-t-z by q at yahoo.com all right from uh, coast to coast 
north to south, latitude to longitude, wherever you're listening, go ahead and sing it with us. I'll get us in tune. Oh, me, 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 me. This is the dominant pitch, and we're going out to tonic. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. And I got to tell you, maybe there's something awfully special about this young woman who I went on a date with last night because um, I sang the song for her, and I don't, I don't know how we got there. Um, it's never a good sign when you're singing a jingle that you made up on a first date. In fact, that's traditionally a bad sign, <laughs> historically. <laughs> um, but she liked, and, 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 we, and she texted me back this morning. So um, maybe not scared away just yet. Just wait. Just wait. Um, that's Cuts by Q. So uh, the big news this past week uh, nationally was that, uh, and this is an issue near and dear to my heart, Governor, former Illinois Governor Rod Bogoyevich pardoned and commuted by President Trump. Um, this is a really interesting issue just in general but also when you throw me into the mix um so a lot of you know because i post about it often more than anything else i post about on social media um free blagojevich free blago you'll see me post pictures you'll see me um just post a hashtag i tweet about it pretty frequently and it's something that uh trump has briefly mentioned in a couple different uh, at a couple different points throughout his presidency in the last three and a half years here or i guess just three years um and it's interesting and i was having a conversation with this with an old friend um, who doesn't live in chicago she lives in new york um but she was she was here this weekend and we were having brunch um in a, in a group but i was having kind of a side conversation with her about this um because I think a lot of people, and this is this is the perfect sort of epitome of my my kind of life in general. You never really know if I'm joking about something, serious about something. Oftentimes, it's a little bit of both. That might be the thing that you really hate about me, but it's really my my calling card, and it's what I have sort of staked my. Um, well-being too uh it's not the best way to say that but uh, i think you know what i'm getting at so this and this this issue i think more than anything else in my life perfectly encapsulates the encapsulate this encapsulates this he tries to say because there is a comedic aspect to this there is a humorous aspect to this right free play go just promoting it in such an aggressive way that nobody else has done other than Patty, his wife, um, on social media and stuff. You don't see other people doing this. You don't see other people as passionate um, as far as I've been able to find on the Internet um, about this issue as, as I have been over the past. Um, well, he's been in prison for – he was in prison for almost eight years. I'd say my my strong feelings – emerged on this about five years ago is when I really started talking about it um, openly and frequently on social media and, and in person. So that, that kind of aggressive campaign push, that's a humorous thing to me. But at the end of the day, the, the underlying drive behind it is serious. And I'm completely honest when I share that I think 
14 years was a ridiculously long sentence um, for for what he did. Now, you might think that makes me a total Blago apologist. I'm not. I think he's a total ass. Um, but I thought he was a solid governor, and I think what he did was wrong. I think he deserved to do a little time. Um, but 14 years... I mean, Pat Fitzgerald was just looking for somebody to screw over, and he did that. Um, not the not the Northwestern football coach, uh, U.S. Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald, um, used Blago as a, a poster child, more or less. And I think it was it was wrong. Um, so I I I'm glad, and I I'll bring it full circle. I brought it back to the 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 comedic piece. If you haven't checked it out yet. Yesterday afternoon when I got home from brunch, I spent a couple hours. Um, this is what I do with my free time, in case you're wondering. And I made a little Blago tribute video. It's on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, Quinn Furnace. Um, like us, subscribe, all that stuff. But it's the most recent video. It's pretty fun. Um, and there's even a little bit of my dance moves in there. It's a, it's a short video. It's under three minutes long. Um, but Blago's free. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. I learned because uh, it happened Tuesday early afternoon. I had just left St. Louis, starting a five-hour drive back to Chicago, so it was not good timing. Um, I I really could only do a couple posts about it from the car, but you know couldn't do a deep dive, dive couldn't uh, release a, a full statement or anything until I got back uh, at night. So I was kind of behind the news on Tuesday, which was too bad considering this is an issue that I usually am on the front lines of. But Blagojevich is free and. Uh, uh, I'm happy to hear that, and um, you know we can put this matter to to bed now. He's not allowed to run for office in Illinois, um, and I don't expect him to run for for federal office because I don't think he'd do very well. Because I don't think he's very popular outside of Chicago. Um, but for anyone who's wondering who doesn't live here, I'm not uh, I'm not kidding when I do say he's very popular in Chicago. Uh, I was I was having last thing on this. I was having drinks. Uh, uh, if you're curious, tonic water and lime for me is my drink of choice. Uh, with my friend E. Burns, who maybe has been on the podcast, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but we were catching up because she'd been in Europe for like ten days, um, and we were catching up on Thursday night. And there, it was just us and the bartender. And the bartender was kind of watching TV, kind of half listening to our conversation. But I start talking about this. And the bartender jumps in and he's like, oh, yeah, thank God he's out. Like, he was in way too long. Um, and that's a pretty common sentiment in, in the in the city of Chicago. Um, and he got a huge, you know, welcome home at his house and stuff on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it was. I was not able to go, um, although I, I've been to his outside his house before. I've never been inside. But um, it's in Ravenswood. It's at, like, Sunnyside and... Kimball. That's not the exact cross street. Sunnyside in Richmond, I think. Um, but it's just tough for me to get to. So I was not able to do it. Plus I, I had to work. So that'll, that'll slow you down. Uh, but that's it. Free Blago, uh, grassroots campaign did not think Trump would, uh, would really, you know, listen to what we started. I don't think I, I didn't think I was going to catch his attention and I don't know, uh, you know, really if our Twitter movement had much to do with it, but if it, you know, if it did, then it did. So that's that's all I got to say about that. Um, okay, last thing here, I promise, because 
for, for longer than I wanted to talk, but um, talked about some things that are important to me today. The Beantown Podcast, Pledge Drive Telethon Fundraiser 2020 third annual was uh, no other way to say it. Gigantic success. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I was, I was nervous as hell. Uh, going into last Saturday, eight days ago, when we, when we hosted the telethon. It was a big production. Uh, there were a lot of moving pieces. I'm not even joking when I when I say this stuff. Uh, There's a lot to try to keep track of, and I didn't know uh, it, how what the reception was going to be like because I, I've, been do, I've been marketing and advertising the hell out of it, um, but oftentimes you do these things and you don't get a lot of engagement or feedback um and it feels like you're talking into a black hole sometimes which sometimes is true sometimes it's not so it's really hard to tell uh what you're going to get the listener turnout was fantastic we had live streams going on facebook and instagram and you can watch the facebook live feed on our youtube page um we had about five or six people call in live on air which was way more than we've ever had before uh we had people calling in after uh, a little bit uh, saddened by the fact that, that the telethon was over. Uh, but, of course, we were still accepting donations. Uh, and now I, I want to give a shout-out to everyone who donated. Uh, and then we'll talk about some higher-level prizes real quick here. But that is, you know, if you met our threshold minimum uh, donation, which I think is $10, $5, something like that, you receive a shout-out. We're going through all 18 of our donations here. Um, and giving a, a quick shout out to everyone individually, though. And in, in case you're wondering, we um, are currently at $375 with a, a little bit more on the way from an ant. Um, and that smashed our goal of $299. So thank you to Matthew Fiedler, uh, who is a Topaz Elite member for the second straight year and if we had it in the first year he would have been one there too um matthew's going to be getting a live interview on the podcast look forward to that a new donor to the podcast deji ogunike uh a cousin of mine donated thank you so much deji ali mcphillips all the way from noble square donated some cash we really appreciate that kelly vanderpaul also, a, uh, a nice little donation there. Pretty nice little Saturday. Thank you for donating. Anonymous, $10. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. David Furness. Not Quinn David Furness, but David Furness, who happens to be my grandfather. Uh, he's in his mid-80s. He lives down in Texas, and he's a big fan of the show. So thank you to Grandpa Dave. Kyle Rue. This is a fun one. Kyle Rue is my first cousin once removed. How do you like that? If you don't understand how those things work, go look it up. But he donated uh, from all the way up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Thank you so much. Haley Benson has been on the podcast before. In fact, she was on the very first episode when we came up with the term hashtag friend of the podcast. So thank you to Haley Benson for that. Aaron Davila, a new contributor to the podcast, longtime listener, first-time caller, uh, contributing $35, and guess what? He's a Topaz Elite member. That means Aaron's going to be back on the podcast for his very own interview. Thank you very much. Matt Canine, a childhood friend, now lives in Nashville, recently became a father for the first time. 
Um, although you don't really become a father for the second or third time, so really the only time. Thank you to Matt Canine down there in Nashville. Uh, we appreciate that and uh, hope the Preds can turn it around. Tariq Shahada, who we had brunch with literally an hour before the show started, came in clutch with a donation. Tariq is an amazing friend, uh, a, a wonderful, delightful individual to spend time with. And if you don't know, he hosts his own show. It's called the Local Globe Podcast, and you're going to want to go listen to it oh look at this john paul pendowski has a very distinct uh uh connection to the beantown podcast and it's this he was our guest on the highest of ever, ever rated um slash most listened to beantown podcast in show history guys we've been running this for 120 ish episodes we've done a lot we've been in like 15 different states the most listened to episode was our 2019 NBA draft recap slash breakdown with John Paul Pendowski. Believe it or not, it's a close to about 2,000 hits online. Um, I don't, I don't know why. It's a brilliant episode, though. John Paul Pendowski, uh, one of the funniest guests we've ever had, if not the funniest. Fantastic improv. Oh, here comes another Topaz Elite member, hashtag brother of the podcast, Jack Furness, all the way out in Manhattan, big money. He donated $35. That's about $2 out here in Chicago, but we appreciate anyways, uh, or we appreciate it anyways. Jack is going to be getting his own uh, interview here on the podcast. Ant March. Oh, that's clutch. Coming in hot with a donation to the podcast. Thank you very much, Ant March. Arguably our biggest Facebook supporter. Um, it's very common these days that I post something that only gets one like, 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 like it gets one like, or one reaction. And it's from Aunt March, big fan of the podcast. Thank you very much. Steve Furness, my father donating. And, uh, in case you didn't put two and two together, he's the owner of home pride, Oregon. So a little, uh, I scratch your back. You scratch me. Abby Furness, sister of the podcast. Thank you very much for your donation. We really appreciate it. Um, and we'll keep it in the family. Walter Furness also donating to the podcast down there in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the donations. Thank you to both Abby and Walter Furness for donating. And then we finish it off with an anonymous 10 dollar donation. I tell you what, the, the Bean Town podcast is like the Bernie Sanders of podcasts because we're getting donations as little as $5, as much as $35. This is not a podcast funded by millionaires and billionaires. This is a podcast funded by the hashtag friends of the podcast. And from the bottom of my heart to everybody who donated um, and is the, the donations are still coming in. We're still expecting some more money. Um, from an aunt of the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, genuinely appreciate it. In case you didn't catch it the first thousand times I said it, it's uh, going towards our operating costs for 2020, which this year are um, operating costs to run our website, beantownpodcast.com. And if you've never uh, read the Beantown blog, well, this would be a great week to get started. Our most recent post um, was about um, comparing the 2020 Daytona 500 to the 2012 Daytona 500. And uh, it's a painful one for, it's a painful memory for me to relive. Um, so allow my pain to be your entertainment now on the Beantown blog. It also runs towards our unlimited hosting through SoundCloud. They've been with us through thick and thin. We uh, started up with them about 
five or six weeks into our podcast. So we've been with them for a little over, I think, two years at this point. And uh, yeah, this will be our third year hosting with them. So we appreciate that. Um, and then new this year, for the first time ever, we're partnering with Wave. And to just give you a brief summary, uh, basically what this is, is it allows us to break down the podcast into bite-sized pieces of about 60 seconds, um, throw some visuals over it. It makes it really easy to post on social media, and it's great for friends who still want to engage with the Beantown podcast and get a little taste of what we're doing week in and week out without having to sit down and listen to an entire 55-minute episode. And again, we plan on making this one shorter. I don't even, you know, I, I, I there were like three things I wanted to talk about today. We managed to stretch it out, which is just what happens when you become an experienced podcaster. So, um, though that's that's what our operating costs are. Uh, pretty much everybody uh, is going to be receiving uh, a a uh, a gift from us in the mail. It will include an autographed picture of host of the Bean Town Podcast, Queen David Furness. It will include our ordained minister business card. And we might throw in a couple extra, you know, just to, to, to spread my seed far and wide across the country, uh, and in some cases internationally. Um, so that's that's what's going on with the podcast. Thank you to everyone who donated. We really uh, do appreciate it. In all honesty, it was it was fantastic, and I was nervous about this year about how it was going to turn out um, because, frankly, the podcast hasn't been um, uh, as high of quality lately uh as i as i try to keep it up to be um so i i was legitimately concerned but uh, you guys pulled through you showed us some love and and now let me uh show you some love with some donor gifts here so thanks to everyone who donated the uh 2020 telethon was a gigantic success lots of people called in you can go listen to it on soundcloud spotify uh, apple podcast google play it's on youtube all that stuff uh, the video feed so good times good times Okay, that's what I got for you. Uh, there's nothing else that I wanted to say here. Uh, ran through it all. Uh, so thanks, thanks for sticking with us in year three here. And uh, you know, if you're listening to this at uh, you know on Monday morning at the office, you got this. Get that cup of coffee. Get a little Quinn David furnace. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's a good time for everybody. So I I was going to say something else in the second half of that sentence, and I got distracted by a Facebook message from a. Uh, uh, a friend who I haven't talked to in a couple months. So we'll catch up on that. Um, okay, that's what I got for you. No more filler. Everyone, uh, have a great week. Be kind to one another and enjoy the Tishmingo Blues, courtesy of yours truly, Quinn David Furness. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs>